Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello, mate. Hello, how are you? <laughs> you sound a bit flat. How um, are you? No, I'm okay. I'm fine. I've just, um, poor Gigi's had a temperature for the last like three days. Oh, no. And you know, and it's like, she's actually fine in herself, but you know, when you're like, oh, what? Why, why, is it, is it why? affecting her sleep? No, 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 no. That's what I mean. She's fine in every other way, but she just has got temperature. She's a little bit more whingy, like than normal, but nothing like you know out of the ordinary. Teeth? Um, I don't know. Maybe who knows? But it's just you know one of those things. It's like a temperature. Like it's like a hundred and two, and it it does come down with cowpole. But you know, it just sort of plays on your mind. Like, oh, how long should I be leaving this for? Like, yeah. Actually, do you know what, G? That's a really good point. Is that um, I was talking to Dr. Zoe, and she was saying that um, doctors are finding it like empty at their work. Mm. People are not people are not phoning up the doctor. Obviously, people are not being able to go in, and they're really concerned about all those other health conditions that are going on. That normally people would be like, "Oh, can I come and see the doctor?" So, if it's playing on your mind, G, definitely give them a call. Yeah, no, I absolutely will. I'm giving it today. Like she's had a, like two very long sleeps today, so hopefully that's just her getting herself better. Um, bless you and then yeah if not tomorrow then yeah no I will I will take her in <laughs> how are you <laughs> yeah I'm just knackered we're battling the whole sleep thing this end and oh, God, um, yeah. I, I posted something this morning about it actually that um you know Kit's gone from being somebody that I would have to wake up at 7 30 in the morning because he just loves his sleeping so much to waking up at 5 45 uh Aluna obviously since she was a baby just loves getting on with the day anything with a five in it she's like fucking come on <laughs> <laughs> like, no, let's not come on let's go back to sleep oh my um, so god I, I'm just I'm just battling uh, and obviously in lockdown as well the days are just so much longer when it starts with a five but it is yeah, the reality exactly. yeah you can't escape can you that's what's the I, most annoying thing I just wish that somebody would turn around to me and go it's that because everything I try doesn't work <laughs> cherry juice no blackout blind <laughs> no toast before bed socks on no socks sleeping bag no sleeping bag it's like it's never going to work for me I always think these things work temporarily like yes. like they sort of work you know for I don't know a couple of weeks or whatever and then some then they go but even you go back and you have to start again because we had Axel waking mm. up um 
really early a couple of weeks ago actually and um we didn't know what that was but that was actually blackout blinds so I'm like okay well this is working for a while but you know speak to me in two weeks time (laughs) he won't be bothered about the blackout blinds anymore (laughs) but but the issue is and people say that why don't you put blackout blinds in Luna's room she sleeps with a lamp on she she, she, terrified of the dark so there's absolutely no point in me having blackout blinds in her room because there's a sunken great big lamp on in the corner where she's like (laughs) I like the lamp on I'm like oh god it's like bloody time to play in your bedroom no wonder you want to get up and get up with the day um, yeah. but, um apart from that we're fine I'm just um Adosa and I you'll laugh at this we're just fantasizing about what we would do if we were alone together and we started talking about like you know beer gardens and beaches and stuff and then we just looked at each other and we were like we just sleep on one of those like spa beds you know just go to the spa and just go to sleep <laughs> just lay down do you know what I actually cannot wait for like a massage or a facial oh, or a, you know just some kind of like pat- do you know what even if someone just tickled me that would be fine. Just to lay down and just not do anything. You want someone to tickle you? James is I your mean, husband who can no, do that. No, it's that. No, no, you want no. your lover to do it. And okay. I want it to yeah. smell, you know, all the nice smells and be in a spa. I don't know. It doesn't have the same ring on the bottom bunk of, <laughs> of a bed. Mate. Oh, I love you. I can't wait to see you, whatever that is. Um, listen, we should probably try and get into the chat yeah, today. Um, it was it was a really fantastic chat with somebody that we have wanted to talk to for a very long time. Um, this guy is like globally famous now. Um, and he we all know him because of the body coach, because of his Instagram and how many followers he's got on there and everything that he's done with food and going into schools with children, all the nutrition stuff, all the training. Like he's just... He's a bit of a he's, a, he's he's a boy, right? He's the boy. Yeah, he, he. I think what he's done as well is he's made sort of nutrition and exercise and all that kind of stuff so accessible. Like mm. it doesn't feel alienating. It feels easy. It feels quick, um, and it feels like you could fit. You can fit it in. I think that's what he does so well. Yeah, and like you said about his books, I mean, I've got Lean in 15, and I still go back to those recipes. Yeah, I do. I can't stand spending an hour, an hour and a half cooking. It just doesn't interest me. So if I can do something that takes 15, 20 minutes, perfect. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's great. And what was really fantastic about this chat, because we did do it a couple of weeks ago, um, was that he spoke about his relationship with Rosie, which I haven't heard him talk about before. No, me neither. And I love the fact that he was like, you know, everything starts with kissing. But don't give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> I was say, but you'll have to, you know, listen to the chat to find out what he means. And interestingly, he didn't even talk about how bad his hand was because we spoke yeah. to him on the Thursday morning, and then that night he actually had to admit himself into hospital because his hand had got so infected. So weirdly, we don't talk about the hand. He didn't bring it up. We didn't. Um, but he then spent the weekend in hospital. But then he was back on Monday with Rosie being. His, yeah, the his yeah, yeah. Uh, it is a really fantastic chat. Loads of stuff that you wouldn't have heard before. So today's guest is Joe Wicks. We are so, so excited today because um, we've been trying to get this wonderful man on the podcast for a while now, but lockdown has gone in our favour. Uh, today's guest started his empire. He's an entrepreneur by running around London, doing his hit workouts. Uh, he's now got 3.6 million followers on Instagram, seven times published author, soon to be eight when Winning 15 comes out in two weeks' time. He is dad to two, Marley, who's four and a half months, and Indy, who's 20 months, and he is married to the beautiful, clever, brilliant Rosie. It's Joe Wicks. Hello, girls. What an amazing introduction. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at those, though. I thought you might like that. Joe. Joe, how are you? How's lockdown? 
I'm good. We're, you know, I'm staying positive. I'm keeping fit, but I am a little bit bored of it. I've got to be honest. Has your days kind of changed much or uh, are they looking quite similar? Because you said to me earlier on that you, you're at home a lot with the kids, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, I obviously I do all my workouts in my living room. I film my videos in my kitchen. So I really do work from home. So I, haven't, I don't feel like it's changed in that much of that respect, but more like just going to see friends, going for dinner, going to the cinema, all those things I love doing. So yeah, I just feel like, um, just feels like the same. It's like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's strange going to bed every night knowing that the next day is going to be the same as the one before, and you don't know when that's going to. Well, you you don't know when it's going to end. So yeah, yeah. And the days seem to go so fast that you get to like midday and you're like, what have I done? Like it just the hours seem to buy like go so fast. Are you fantasizing about what you guys are going to be doing out of lockdown? <laughs> the first thing I want to do is give my kids to my mum and go and have two nights in so far now just to get away from the kids and just have some peace and quiet. <laughs> I think two nights is quite like quite little. I said to my mum, like, at least two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? Yeah. I reckon, but I could try maybe three, three or four nights. But no, just need a little, just want a night away, just like no dishes, no cleaning, just have a nice meal out and not have to worry about cooking and, yeah, just, you know, chill out and get a good night's sleep. D- Dozer and I find ourselves fantasising about um, that moment when lockdown's done and we're like, where are we going to be? Who are we going to be with? What are we going to be drinking? It like takes up about half an hour of the day every day that we just get lost in this sort of fantasy world about what it looks like getting back to normal life. Yeah, who are you going to be with? Who are you going to go and meet some friends or go for a barbecue or something? Yeah, exactly. All of the above, everything. <laughs> um, listen, Joe, um, we, we kind of wanted to have like a, a real kind of rounded chat with you today about um, what life is like for you and Rosie and and how it's been since lockdown and how you guys kind of make everything work because you've got a massive machine going on there you're obviously you know the, the the global PE teacher so how is how is all of that going and how are you juggling it all well it's been amazing with, with what I've done with YouTube you know I've been doing a lot of stuff with kids I've been visiting schools but I you know I had the idea of doing live streamed workouts on my YouTube channel I didn't really know it was going to get taken up by so many people, but yeah, like millions of people are doing it. And it's, it's given me something to do. It's given me a bit of focus. It's given me some structure. So I get up every day and I do it and it, it's making me feel positive. You know, I feel like I'm really uplifted after it. So it's helping me with my mental health and staying positive. And also Rosie's around and, you know, we get to spend the day together. So I, I'm staying positive. I'm enjoying, I am actually enjoying being together. And, you know, we go out in the garden and play games. We've got chalk, we draw on the floor and stuff. So there's not, it's not all negative, you know, we're getting to spend real quality time together. And how are you and Rosie juggling like all of the household chores, work, the kids, and also just having a little bit of time to yourselves? Well, we've got obviously Indy's really high, high energy and she's um, running around and needs to be stimulated a lot. Whereas Marley's quite chilled. He just sort of sits and he's happy just, um, you know, re- with a book or a little bit, little bit of a kind of um, little saint on the TV, like some sensory stuff. But yeah, it's just like we have, a, we, I suppose we split the routine together like, I do a lot of the cooking, so I'll come down and do breakfast and I maybe do a video for um, Instagram. So, And then Rosie might do more of the kind of laundry and keeping the house, um, you know, upkeep of the house. But it's, it's teamwork, isn't it? And I've really started to appreciate, I've been doing a lot of um, gratitude stuff with like meditation and I, I'm so busy with work. Like I just churn it out. I'm doing my Instagram, I'm doing my DMs, I'm doing YouTube, but I stop and look at how difficult it is to be a full-time parent. And, you know, for Rosie, I've got to say, she really is amazing. She's so patient and I really admire that because, I sometimes lose my patience and I get a bit intolerant, but she's so calm. And that for me is a really inspiring thing, like trait to, to, for me to become a better dad, I think. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? When you see, you know, what your partner does, you know, if you're the person that goes out to work every day and suddenly you're at home and you can actually see what your partner does day to day, every single day with the kids, actually going to work is more of a holiday. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) 
it's tough. Yeah, I mean, so, psychologically, like, you know, two crying babies or one that's pulling your trousers because they're hungry and you've got to change one's nappy. It's, it's full on, isn't it? Because you don't get time to relax yourself. It's kind of all about them. So, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I see that more and more now and I'm because I'm more involved now as well being at home. It's definitely made me appreciate everything she does, really, and I'm really grateful for that. What, what do you do for her, Joe, to show your appreciation? Well, I love, you know, I love making dinner. That's probably my forte. Like, I love putting a nice meal on the table, you know, and we sit down and we have a nice chat. And I, I like, I really like eating with Indy as well. So we kind of make it a family thing. So we'll have a little chat, you know, we'll talk about our day and we, um, we kind of use that as a time to connect. As when I was a kid, we didn't do that. You know, my mum and dad didn't, we didn't eat together. I was just like, I'd be in front of the TV. And so I'm really trying to make eating time a nice social experience for Indy as well yeah it's so nice actually I reckon there's a lot of parents who don't get to sit down with their kids and eat meals every night and at the moment we're also fortunate that most of us are at home we can actually all do that I'm loving that too yeah and it's very important for um especially for children so you know the weaning and getting your kids into healthy eating habits to to really role models them so like like Indy learns to exercise because she watches me exercise and she learns to eat by seeing me and Rosie enjoy food and how we use a spoon. So all these things that she's learned is really from a visual role modeling. And so it's not obviously realistic to do it every day, but if, if there's times you can where you can sit down, have a bowl of porridge together, or you sit down and have dinner as a family, it, it does mean a lot to children. It does make a big difference on their, their appetite, their, um, their kind of social skills. And I think it's something that we've neglected because we're all so busy and so ambitious and want to succeed. And, you know, we have this pursuit of, um, you know, promotion or a new job and stuff. So we sometimes forget about these little things that are really important for your child's development. How did you find the weaning process, Joe? Because obviously, you know, we're all parents. We all know what it's like when you you cook something up and you put it down in front of your child and you're like, yeah, they're going to love this. And they just go, chuck it on the floor. <laughs> just grunt yeah, it I mean, that's, or hate that's it. happened loads of times of India. Of course, that's happened. But I mean, look, I'm really honest in the book. So the weaning book is about you know, 100 recipes for children, for babies and toddlers. And I actually had an amazing nutritionist help me along the way. So she coached me. Her name's Charlotte Sterling-Reed, and she's a special um, infant and maternal nutritionist. So she had me on, you know, WhatsApp would send me little messages and kind of encouraged me and really coached me through it because it really comes down to um, having confidence, you know, introducing allergens or around choking and, and gagging and stuff and all these things that I didn't really have any confidence with. But now I've done it. Now I've done it with Indy. I actually, I loved it. I love the process. I love creating new recipes and I think she's a very adventurous eater because I've been really consistent with my approach I'm always offering her new things and I, I very rarely let her have an alternative if she refuses something what I normally do is I take her down from the table we go away for an hour have a little play and then we come back and nine times out of ten she eats the food that she rejected that's wow. amazing actually yeah. yeah so do you ever do you ever do that thing where you do think oh well they're, they're not she you know she's not going to eat that so I'm going to make something else or is that literally what you do you put her down and if she doesn't eat it away and then back again well Indy you know she's so adventurous she'll eat like you know curry and stews and risottos and she'll eat everything because I've done it from such an early age you know I really a I wanted to give her healthy food but b I was trying to create new recipes and share new content so I was constantly pushing the boundaries and challenging her palate with spices and herbs and if I hadn't done that, if I just gave her all the things she loves, like peanut butter on toast or, you know, a bowl of cereal or strawberries and yogurt, you know, if I if I always offer that alternative, the minute she rejects something, she, they, they learn very quickly. So it's important to be consistent and to just take the tears just for a little while and say, right, let's go and play. Let's go to the park for an hour. I promise when you come back and offer the same foods, nine times out of ten, they'll take them. Obviously, there are times where they really don't enjoy a certain food, like if it's an avocado or the texture of something. But it does take real patience and consistency to make sure that your children don't dominate you in the kitchen because it is easier to give them a chocolate bar, give them a little energy bar, you know, give them a, um, a packet of you know snacks. And 
I think it's so easy with all these products to just keep letting your kids graze and snack. And by doing that, they really don't develop a big appetite for their mealtimes. Yeah, no, it's so true. And so just, you said you've been doing it since the beginning. Did you um, like do baby led weaning, purees or like a mixture? How did you start? So we did a bit of both. Yeah, like I would often just, just give her like a little finger food and then maybe like if it was a bit of broccoli, like steamed broccoli, then I'd give her some puree. So she had a bit of both, but she's very adventurous because she's always been exposed to it. I think it's about exposing your children. If you're someone as an adult who's quite fussy around food and doesn't eat vegetables and try, try not to let those habits um, pass over to your child. So bring in the vegetables that you don't eat, you know, fry them in butter, put them in the oven with some curry powder or some cumin or paprika. When you make things, you know, roasted cauliflower and broccoli is wonderful. Like boiled steamed broccoli tastes like fart, doesn't it? So it is about <laughs> being creative and you're the chef. Ultimately, kids can dominate you and they can boss you around, but you are the chef. You do the food shop and you create the, the menu. So it is about dealing with those little tantrums now and again to persevere knowing that you're actually, you're not making them go hungry. You're allowing them to work up an appetite. And that's a really important thing because they may not want it in that moment. They may be teething or they may be tired or they might be a bit unwell. But if you offer that food, Again, rather than give them loads of fruit and loads of, you know, sweets and whatever it may be, they will take, they will eat the food because babies have to eat at some point. Yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because it's definitely a subject that I find quite stressful, Joe. The whole weaning process for me wasn't a particularly enjoyable one. And I think that's because I've had my own hangups about food in the past. And so w- with the kids, I was kind of, I knew, I, you know, I eat really well and I eat really healthily. I train and everything else, but it's, it's, it's almost thinking of things for them. My imagination in the kitchen isn't particularly brilliant. So I was like, I knew how, I was acutely aware of how I had to get it right. And when it wasn't going right, I was like, oh, they've just got to eat. And now my son Kit, he will not touch fruit. He will not touch vegetables. And but we have it every single meal. He just pushes them to the side. He just likes meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes. It's a and caveman. I, I have to basically hide all of that stuff in his food now because I, it, it just hasn't worked for me. It's really interesting. I do feel like I've, I've messed that up a bit. Well, I mean, look, every child's different and you should never, you know, never feel like you've you've, um, you've made mistakes or you've, you've ruined it because I was a very fussy eater. I didn't eat anything. I was I grew up on, you know, fast food and frozen stuff and sweets, and I didn't have a good diet when I was growing up. But, you know, we can develop different taste buds. We can become, um, you know, receptive to other foods. I'll eat anything now. But it's all about just being consistent. Just keep trying to offer new things and, you know, sit down together and you show them how you love that sort of food. And, again, it's it's difficult when they're, they've got habits because it's hard to break them. But it's not too late. You know, it's not too late to say, look, we're not having snacks now between meals. We're just going to have our three meals. Because I pretty much give Indy just three meals a day. She very rarely has a snack because – if I like me, if I have snacks all through the day, I don't eat much at dinner time. So yeah. I'm trying to focus on the meals, and by doing that, I think she's got a bigger appetite. So I I love cooking, and so like my, both my kids are like quite adventurous eaters. But what I find quite difficult is explaining like what's good for them and what's bad for them without um, causing like those sort of hang ups against things. So for instance, like Rocket, it, what kids like Rocket? Well. Not none, probably, because it's quite peppery. But my son will eat it because I'm like, oh, Rocket's going to make you really fast. And he loves it because he thinks it's going to make him really fast. But then chocolate, I'm like, oh, you know, you shouldn't eat too much chocolate. But then I don't want to make a big deal out of it so that he might go to school and start telling people off for eating chocolate and then it becomes a huge deal what's the balance like how do you get that balance right yeah I'm actually going to do a little um Instagram tv about this later on because I've got into a bit of a habit see I was you know really really quite not strict but I was I wasn't given her much chocolate yet but when it came to um Easter and there's all these Easter eggs and you know now we're on the lockdown I, I love going to the park and I like we'll stop at the shop and get a little kinder egg or a little bueno mm. and 
you know, I've made it, I've made my habit because I'm eating more chocolate at the moment. So I'm eating more chocolate and therefore I've made my habit, Indy's habit. Yeah. Um, and therefore, you know, her little body, when I have a, when I have a bueno or a freddo, it's not a lot, is it? But when you give it to a child who are tiny, that yeah. affects their blood sugar levels. It affects their mood, their sleeping patterns. It affects, you know, their digestive system. So although I see it as a treat, it, it's not something I should be doing every day. It should be, you know, on the weekend or a party or once every now and again. But um, yeah, it's so easy to get into that habit of, I love Indy's face when she lights up when I give her a little bit of chocolate. But <laughs> no, ultimately, so true, isn't it? you know, those foods, those foods, they're not that good. You know, they've got all these, you know, hydrogenated fats and they're full of sugar and they're not good for your little baby's digestive system and teeth as well. So I'm, I'm more about balance, you know, having it now and again. Don't demonize foods, but allowing your kids to, you know, predominantly eat healthy food. And every now and again, you say, oh, should we go and get a little, um, you know, happy hippo or a little kinder bueno? It's not the end of the world. But I've, I've, and I'm really aware of it that, I've got to stop giving out to her every, every day because she just doesn't need it. Yeah. So we'll be back right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do you know what I found recently? I've been listening to podcasts more than ever. Like when I'm running or just when I need to get out of the house and be on my own for a bit of an escape. Um, it's just nice to have some downtime, isn't it? Um, so yeah, we wanted to bring you a new recommendation. Yeah, this is a podcast that both Georgia and I have been absolutely loving. It's called Look on the Bright Side. And it's all about finding people doing incredible things in the current situation and bringing them into the spotlight. Featured the tailor who made the famous Captain Tom suit. You know that guy? Yeah, I love yeah. him. <laughs> and a dance instructor who arranges daily dance lessons on her street as well. And of course, this is one you love, the founder of the Run for Heroes campaign. Yeah, I mean, with. that's me, isn't it now? I'm basically <laughs> a runner. And it's super easy to find. You can search Look on the Bright Side on wherever you normally get your podcasts. Now, let's pick up where we left off with our wonderful guest. Joe, you touched on your childhood as well, saying that you kind of grew up on fast food and you ate your meals in front of the telly. What, what was the light switch moment for you when you reached adulthood and you thought, Do you know what, I'm not going down that route or I'm going to change my habits? What happened? I think when I went to university, I started getting into nutrition. I studied sports science and I started to read about, you know, how the body was affected by certain foods. And I just started to feel really good. Like when I started putting good food in my body um, and eating well and you know cutting out all the sugar and the fizzy drinks that I used to drink and chocolate I mean so I used to go to the cat have a fry up and have a have a Mars bar and a can of coke at like <laughs> eight in the morning <laughs> you know what I mean before I trained my first client so I just changed my ways and I, I started to realize how much 
your food affects your mood, your energy, your digestive system. And obviously you get leaner when you're not eating all this junk and overeating and stuff. So yeah, it's just a kind of a gradual process. But now like, I'm so passionate about letting people know that, you know, you can make simple changes to really optimize your health and your mental health. And it's so easy to get into a rut, isn't it, with your diet where you have a bad day and it becomes a bad week. And then six months down the line, you feel really out of shape and lethargic. But it's okay to have these days where you have, you know, emotional days where you eat loads of stuff and you have a bad day, but it's just about getting back on track and preparing your meals and, you know, regaining control of it, I suppose. Uh, what was the process with Rosie after having um, having the babies? Like, how did she find kind of trying to, you know, discover her, her body, her new body again? And did you guys come up with a, an eating plan together or was it kind of like, look, just do anything at your own pace? How did that look like? So Rosie's one of these examples of, you know, just gen- where genetics is like, my mum had three kids and she, you could never tell, you know, really slim, really tiny. And it's, it's similar with Rosie. She's she's just got an amazing genetics that she just doesn't seem to gain body fat very easily. She stays quite lean. She didn't exercise for the first uh, few months. She's actually just started getting into it now. So she's doing a little bit of, um, you know, a bit of cycling. We've got a Peloton bike and she's doing a bit of strength training stuff. But we filmed a couple of workouts together when she was pregnant. But we're actually thinking about doing, um, yeah, like a series of postnatal. Because I think that's really yes. uh, something that yeah. people want. It's not saying I've got on my channel yet. But yeah, just, just like, you know, an introduction back into strength training. Because I think, the stronger you can be, you know, the better. So if you can do um, resistance training at home and you can make it work around your children's naps or their bedtime, I think I really believe in home workouts for staying fit and healthy. Yeah. Um, just going back a little bit to um, where we were talking about the balance in the house and how you're juggling everything. I think, um, you know, like a lot of parents are at home more now with the kids and maybe like the dad's might have been at work more and now he's seeing what the mum's doing we get like a lot of mums messaging us asking how they can get their husbands more involved with like the domestics I mean I'm terrible with letting my husband cook like I watch him and it, it really annoys me because he's not doing it how I would do it and that is so wrong <laughs> but yeah. how, how can we sort of like let that go and encourage our partners to to do more and get more involved well I think naturally you know when we're in a relationship we all kind of you have roles that you sort of fall into like you know I like doing this you like doing that and it kind of becomes a mutual thing but it is nice sometimes to switch things up and say I'll do that tonight you know I'll I'll do the dishes I'll fill the dishwasher or I'll um I'll take the laundry up or whatever it may be you know it's just a case of trying to have a mutual respect for each other and not let it come to one way because keeping a house tidy and having all your laundries put away and having everything clean and and, you know washed away every day it's like that is a tough job. It's a full-time job. Yeah. So when you've got kids as well and you throw that into the mixer, like this is what I mean about I'm going through a bit of a, bit of an awakening at the moment where I'm starting to feel grateful for things that I never used to. I used to take for granted. So, you know, like I'm I'm really good at, um, you know, maybe doing the cooking, the cleaning, uh, sorry, the cooking and then going to get the food and, you know, keeping everything on the table. But I'm not good with my clothes. I always like throw my – I'm like a teenager. <laughs> I throw my shorts, my socks, and I, I wait till there's a big pile and then I sort of oh, pick it up now. But – yeah, floor drove. So I have I have bad habits that I've got from basically being a teenager. Um, but every now and again, I acknowledge it and go, come on, put that away. And so it's just about, you know, doing what you can and, and not just taking the other, your other your partner for, great, for, for granted. So someone sent us a message yesterday uh, saying, you know, how can you help me encourage the sort of intimacy between myself and my partner? Because I get to the end of the day, I get the kids in bed and then I just want to like flop out, you know, in front of Netflix. And I don't want to be intimate or have that connection with him because I'm so exhausted. Uh, have you got any advice around that? Because you guys, you know, just a couple of parents, you've got two kids and it's it's exhausting. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it's definitely having one kid, you know, it was like one kid, put them to bed, you get all these hours and you knew yeah. you had like from 7pm till, you know, whatever, 7am or 8am in the morning, whenever your kids wake up. 
Um, it's now 6 a.m. She decided to wake up at 6 a.m. now. But you had that time and you knew like that was our time. So we can have dinner, Netflix, go to bed, you know, have a massage, um, have a bath, whatever. And so now that time so disrupted that it's almost like you've got a crowbar intimacy into your week, right? And mm-hmm. so it's definitely um, the frequency is going down. But what I've realized is like if you can one night a week, just I think if you can go to bed earlier, I say, set, you know, get the kids in bed. And just as soon as they're in bed, you go in bed. It allows you to have that time to talk and because you get got to get warmed up sometimes. You can't just jump straight into things. And sometimes I'll go to bed with Rosie. We'll have a really nice chat. Um, we might watch a show. We might, um, you know, look through some photos of some of our holidays. And then you're suddenly reconnecting about the things you love and that you've done together. And the yeah. kids aren't involved in that conversation. And then you've got a moment to like actually like just feel connected again. And you do have to really set time aside, don't you? Yeah, we were talking about this. It's something you really, really have to work on when you've got kids. I think, you know, I used to take for granted all the time that we had together and all of the lovely time we had together. And now most of the time we have together is doing chores. it's not you know it's not doing anything fun so yeah I think you've got to take those moments haven't you when you can yeah it's really easy to be you know in a relationship and when you've got kids to suddenly feel like distant you can be really in love and 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 still love your partner but you can feel disconnected because you're not doing you're not having the kisses I always say it all goes back to kissing the minute you stop kissing you're in trouble because you know everything comes from a kiss isn't it whether it's a little pet or a little snog everything leads from a kiss so you have to keep those going you can't you know, you might not sit there on the sofa cuddling all night, but if you have a little kiss before bed, it just, it's like, it's a gateway, isn't it? It's everything. It's so interesting that you say this, because this is what I scream about constantly, Joe. that if you <laughs> start kissing your partner, you it just leads on to all of that connection again. Kissing is the best thing. And actually, we don't spend enough time doing it. Like you said, you know, we're, we're like, we're stacking the dishwasher or we're putting the washing away or whatever we're doing, we're cleaning. And suddenly it's like, oh, I haven't kissed my I haven't kissed my husband all day. And the minute you start doing it, I I, I, I bet something happens. <laughs> Some sex. Yeah, always, always. Yeah, because you, you know, you're tired, you think, oh, I'm not in the mood. And you go, oh, hang on, this feels nice. Oh, I like this kissing. Oh, put one on the neck. And then you're suddenly you're away and you're back in business, isn't you? How many lockdown babies are going to come from this chat, I wonder? Oh, loads of them. There's going to be a baby boom. Um, you talked about um, the importance of nutrition and what um, you know what that does to children. But w- I kind of wanted to ask you about your role as teacher in the house, because obviously you're the nation's PE teacher. But what about kind of reading to the kids? I'm really passionate about this. And I actually, I don't know if you see the show Bedtime Stories, but I got invited onto Bedtime Stories. Yeah. And it was like the pinnacle of my career. Like, I'm so happy because I love that show. I love reading books to Indy. And it's become a real... Um, a real kind of highlight of my day it's it's almost like I haven't got my phone in my hand I'm not thinking about anything else other than reading this book to my daughter and so she's obsessed with the Julia Donaldson stuff like the Gruffalo and Stickman and you know I could recite Snail and the Whale like, off the back of my head um, hand and I love that moment because it's it's calming I'm soothing my voice and I'm slowing the tempo of the day down and I love it you know it's half an hour so I normally stick her in the bath little little 10 minute bath and then I'll maybe read for five or ten minutes um in bed of her and it just puts her to sleep it helps her sleep and then she she's learning so much from it like her her grammar and her um her vocabulary I mean she's not even two but I'm having full-on conversations with her and I, I point to things and she can identify hundreds of objects that you wouldn't I, I say it to her once like what's that and she, she'll go oh, it's the kettle and I'm like I only said that to you once and wow. yeah. I say what's this and she'll be like oh it's the fan and it's it's amazing so I'm doing a lot of flashcards where like, I have like, like these cards with little images and I say you know what's this and she'll say it's a dog or a house or a cat so I really value that that time where I'm educating her and letting her know, like learn new words and stuff. Um, Joe, she must see you use your phone a lot, and um, you know the whole screen time debate is uh, is something that is being spoken about a lot. Do you have any sort of rules when you are 
um, and when you're not on your phone? There's nothing, nothing breaks my heart more than when I'm looking at my phone and Indy looks up to me and she's saying, Daddy, Daddy, and I'm just looking at my phone because, yeah. you know, yeah. it breaks my heart. I'm, I'm doing 11, 12 hours a day of screen time because obviously my business and my whole community is all on my phone. I, I very rarely use my laptop, but it breaks my heart. So I'm trying and I'm really aware of it now. So what I try to do is, you know, like when I take up to bath and bedtime, my phone's downstairs. When I take her down for breakfast in the morning, I leave my phone in my bedroom so that I don't have the, because it's just, it's addictive. You just pick it up. Like it's, it's second nature just to check your Instagram, check your email. So I, I'm obviously I'm not going to say I don't use it around her because I do, but I'm having, I'm trying to block out certain hours where when I'm with her, like if we're out in the garden, don't take your phone because what happens is she'll do something super cute and I go, oh my God, that'd be so funny for my weaning 15 Instagram or I'd love to post it on the body coach story. So it's, it's addictive and you just want to, every, I see everything in content. I see everything as a, a funny picture or a meme or a story. And so I have to detach from that and really yeah. give them my quality time. I think even for me, it's like, I just want to capture the moment as well, not necessarily to post, but I have my phone there to like take the picture or video it so that it's there in the memory bank. But it, you don't, you don't just do that. You get distracted and you end up replying to emails and I don't know, flicking through Instagram or doing whatever. Um, I think we're all really guilty of that. Oh yeah, totally. And I do it with Dozer as well. Sometimes I'm talking to him and he's comp- he's just looked down at his phone and I have to go hello. And it's it's we all do it. I do it to him. He does it to me. I do it to Georgia when we're having a conversation. <laughs> it's really bad actually. It's really hard to get that under control. I think the whole world is addicted to their smartphones. Um, you know, I'm doing 11, 12 hours a day at the moment because I'm, I'm running a, a business and I've got staff and everything but there's people out there you know with no business who are still working a normal job and still doing that sort of screen time so it is we're all we're all so addictive and what it means is we don't allow our brains to switch off and we don't allow ourselves to get bored or to be present or to think like this is what meditation is look I'm only two weeks into it. I've done Russell Brown's under the skin and it was like a 90 minute therapy session he said Joe I really think meditation will help you and so many people tried to get me to do it and I said no can't be bothered I've got too much to do I'm not in the mood for it but I've been doing it every day, 20 minutes a day, like non-negotiable. And it's really, really opening my mind up to new things, to being grateful, to being compassionate, to not be negative about things I see on TikTok or Instagram, you know, to just only put positive messages and positive love out there. And I, it's making me so much happier when I do that. What was the trigger to get into meditation? Well, it was Russell Brand. Russell was like, you, you know, I did the podcast with him and he said, you should give it a go, try it out. And I started doing it 20 minutes a day and some days I do it and I'm really bored and I can't be bored of it but other days I have like a little moment where I think that's such a nice thought and then I, I for the rest of the day I'm like really happy and really calm and content. But were you finding yourself not being present in situations? Were you finding yourself all over the place mentally? Not really. I don't need meditation. I don't want meditation but it is helping me because it's letting me slow down. It's letting me yeah. think about things differently and I, I think everyone could benefit from it. Like I really do. It's just 20 minutes. I sit there. I lay on the bed or I sit on my chair and I think about my breath and what I'm doing right now. And I don't think about today or tomorrow, what I've been doing. It's, it's a skill. You get, like anything, you have a good workout and a bad workout. It's the same with meditation. Yeah. Just going back to screen time and Instagram, obviously you've got um, a son and a daughter who are still very young. But do you worry about, um, you know, what, what the impact of social media is going to be on them as they grow up? Well, I do. Yeah, I mean, I do think about it, but it's difficult because I... Indy's such a big part of my life and she's in my stories and she's on the front cover of Weaning 15 with me. So I am I am torn between like, is that the right thing to do? Because it yeah. ultimately Indy's mm-hmm. going to become a famous face and, you know, I, and she hasn't got a choice in that. And so I am torn between I'm doing this because obviously I'm trying to build a community and build a future for us and, and have lovely things. But at the same time, she might not, not want that. And so 
there's going to come a time where she can have a choice like do you want to be involved in my social media or do you want to be um do you not want to be known do you want to be recognized and obviously she'll have a decision to make but yeah it's just I'm worried that of the bullying that goes on I'm worried about the anti-social and the social anxiety that comes through social media that that's so prevalent now in young people. It's unbelievable. We talked to Denise Van Elton about this, actually, Joe. We had a really big discussion with her about it, kind of about the impact of Instagram and social media and what it's doing to, you know, young kids at school, the fact that they can't even get away with it. You know, back in the day, if, if you were being bullied at school, it was horrendous. You could go home to your parents and shut off from it. Now they're getting them on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Twitter. It's never-ending. Yeah, it's... um. You know, we were born in a generation before phones, so we had our Nokia 5110s and yeah. Snake, but you had text messages. But now with the threads, you know, with the threads and the, the never-ending social media, it, it is, we've just got to educate them. And I, still, I, I think it's about installing in your children as young as possible self-confidence and um, self-esteem and not letting them be valued by other people's opinions. I think it's so important to say that, like, don't, you know, people will, not everyone's going to love you, not everyone's going to think you're beautiful, but if as long as you think you're beautiful and you're happy with who you are like you're going to be fine and so mm. it is about it's a mental health battle I think on our hands to program our children to be confident and not let these negative thoughts damage them too much yeah it's a lovely thing to say actually and absolutely right um I wanted to ask you Joe, um what you find hardest about being a dad for me the hardest thing without a doubt is just being patient and tolerant and calm when things are kicking off you know like when you're in a, when you're in a car and it's they're melting down or you're cooking dinner are the worst things when I'm trying to cook in the dinner and she's screaming because she's hungry and so I have this internal voice where I'm screaming I'm screaming I'm saying I'm, I'm screaming at the kid but I always internalize it because I don't want to I don't want it to come out I, I read a really wonderful book called um it's called calm parents happy baby um and it really opened my mind up to that moment of like you can have straight you can fight or flight where you just scream and you shout or you run out the room and say I can't deal with this but there's also like there's also a third option, which is like just pause and take a breath. And that's what I do. I kind of pause, I take a breath and I acknowledge that Indy is not rational. Her brain's not developed. She doesn't understand. And so because of that one simple thought, I'm now like learning to be much more calm. Um, yeah. And when I think back to my childhood, my default setting, like my mum screamed, shouted, you know, doors getting slammed. My dad was in and out of rehab for drug addiction. So I had a proper chaotic, like, manic home life. Wow. And I don't want to be that guy. I want to be patient. I want to be like, understanding to Indy and so that one simple book I, I listened to it as an audio book um yeah, it's called calm parents happy baby the secret to stress-free parenting um and it just made me think differently and so that that is the hardest thing for me it's staying patient when everyone around me is having a meltdown yeah I think that's amazing what's the best piece of advice you've been given since you've become a parent or what's the best piece of advice you'd want to give to a new parent I think there's a lot of pressure with parenting you know from whether it's your parents or your brothers and sisters or people you follow on Instagram or friends and family to like to, to, to be a certain parent but ultimately like it's your child and you you've got to just do it you know do things as you want so one person said like whenever it comes to parent whatever you hear whatever advice the best piece of advice is don't take advice from other parents because <laughs> they'll they'll have an idea about um sleep routine or how you <laughs> parent a kid and it's like but it's different you, you have to take your child as, as they are and every kid you have is going to be different as well so I think follow your instincts and you know find out what works for you and don't don't compare yourself to other parents or other kids that are going around the world because you're going to do the right thing you know you love your kid and whatever you do is going to work out 
Amazing. That's really lovely. Um, Joe, <laughs> at the end of every podcast, we ask our guests for their five diehard products. So things that they absolutely cannot live without when it comes to parenting. So I'm hoping um, that you are going to be able to pluck these from your wonderful brain. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let me go. So number one would be Indy's trike. She's got this thing called a doona. It's a trike. Oh, like, um, yes. Yeah. A, a doona trike. So that is amazing. Um, number two, it sounds like I'm bloody working for Duna but it's a Duna <laughs> car seat it's like a car seat that pops out into a buggy so we can go traveling with it so you know it's like a car seat but then you know, the wheels pop out the bottom so the trike the car seat that turns into a buggy um I would say Indy's um little like you know those really cool watering like coloring books with water pens so you can oh uh, yeah magic pens yeah magic pens they're essential at dinner table because she she loves food but if she's not got food on the table she's a nightmare so distracting her with that that's three. Number four, I would say one of the things I really love is um, giving Indian Marley a bath. So we've got this like, little plastic bathtub that we kind of, you know, I put on the, on the on the floor downstairs and I get them both in there and they watch their little bit of TV. So I think that's really nice, a little bath. Yeah. And then the last thing would be, I actually really love going for bike rides of Indy. So I've got like a bike seat on the back of my bike. So we go around the park. So that's for me, it's like a nice way of getting out of the house and she's not in the buggy and she can come around Richmond Park with me. Yeah, I want to do that, actually. Yeah, I want to do that, too. Although I'm a bit freaked out about it. Is it completely safe? As long as you're a confident rider, like, yeah. you know, if you came off the bike, you're, you're going to obviously hurt yourself. But if you're confident and you're not going too fast and you're keeping it, you know, keeping it sensible. I go off the little tracks on Richmond Park. So there's not much traffic and stuff. But, yeah, obviously it has its hazards. But you see these parents flying down the main road with them, you know, those like little buggies with like three kids in the front of them. You're like, yeah, oh, I know. Like the little boxes. Like I remember. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, that, my mind, I, I don't even think I can ride a bike yet. So for we need to do that first. <laughs> yeah, well, you can get the um, electric bikes are quite good. They've got like the, the they, they support you as you pedal. So they can be quite good if you get stuck on a hill or something. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Thank no, you. Thank you so much for coming on. What a lovely chat. I've loved it. I really hope you, um, yeah, you've enjoyed it and you got some value and hopefully yeah. I've given, shared some wisdom absolutely. yeah thank you so much thank you so much girls good luck take care I absolutely love him I, I, I what I like about him is that he's just what you see is what you get and yet that brain you can tell yeah. that he's always thinking you know you you look at how many fingers he's got in all these different pies and he manages yeah. to run them all and like what a thoroughly lovely person and a brilliant dad I know, and a lovely husband. I mean, yeah. I'm completely swooning over him, like <laughs> cooking all the dinners. I mean, doing all the cooking. Do, I mean, what? What on earth? Where do we get on those then? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it all starts from a kiss, Georgia. You have to actually all, kiss James. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're still social distancing. <laughs> No, yeah. I'm not joking. I actually didn't speak to James for 48 hours this oh, weekend. Do we need to do a marriage so, counselling one? He's so annoying. He's so annoying. Let's save this for another podcast. <laughs> this is a really good chat. <laughs> um, let's get into products. Yeah, so because obviously Joe is the king of health and fitness, shall we talk about our favourite, like, I know, health and fitnessy products? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Georgia, it works. It does. Yeah, kick um, us off. I'm going to kick off. So I bought a polar heart rate belt. Um, my husband has always had a heart rate belt, so it like helps him like sort of know how far he's run or you know how many calories he's burnt or what his heart rate is if he's in like the fat burning zone or the fitness zone or whatever. And I've always thought it's not really for me but since we've been in lockdown I've sort of been not like lacking motivation but you know sometimes when you're in a class you sort of get 
bit more motivated having other people around you and like sure. just the full, the atmosphere so I actually ordered myself one um and I just wear it and it links to an app and it basically just tells me like how many calories I've burned after a session and then also it talks to me so it'll be like you're burning fat and then it'll be like you're improving fitness so then I know like if I'm doing a blaze class or whatever and they say, you know, you need to have a really high heart rate for this, I know that I've got one and I'm not just half-heartedly doing it. I love so, that. It's like having yeah. a, a little coach to motivate you whilst you go about your day. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it is really good. Um, and, I'm, you know, I'm not like a fitness expert, but I, I am getting more sort of into the gadgets and stuff. Can so. you get it on Amazon? Oh, you can get it anywhere. I just ordered it directly from the Polar website. It only took yeah. a couple of days to come. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, love that. Um, I'm going to talk about a brand new pair of trainers that I'm now using. Um, these are definitely not the trainers to do road running in. So if you're if you're a road runner, I swear by Asics. But um, these ones are super comfy. They're the Skechers um, Go Walk. Yeah. Um, they're called they're Quick Fit ones. They're just I've just got them in black, but they're just they are really like I sometimes find when I wear trainers all day that my feet get really sore and they get a bit achy yeah really comfortable really great for training outside I've been doing all of my hit sessions in them in the garden um, and they just look really great as well actually so yeah highly recommend them I wouldn't necessarily have gone to Skechers before but these have turned me (laughs) they've turned you (laughs) um this is like more active wear so we've probably spoken about these brands before but i think looking back through lockdown what i've actually been wearing is active wear every single day and the two brands that i've been wearing have been sweaty betty which is on the pricey side but they've been doing so many discounts especially on those like power leggings the ones that have got that elastic thing yep um i just think you just can't beat them i think they're such good quality well they wash really well as well yeah i mean i've had some for years and they still stay up just as well so I really really do rate them um, but on sort of a lower um, end of the scale in price next amazing as well they're like they mm. wash really nicely they do loads of nice designs obviously Emma Willis has got a collection with them um, so yeah that they're, they're the two brands that I've been wearing pretty much solidly in lockdown yeah, and Next is back up and running as well, so you can do all your orders online. We, yes. yeah, we love a bit. We love a bit of Next. We do. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about a really cute little Instagram that we came across um, called the Wood Life Project. Eco-friendly wooden products for your kids. So basically, they manufacture in the UK. They use trees to sustainably harvest in the UK. So they're kind of a really like truly eco-friendly brand. Um, and they just sent us a couple of plates for the kids, and I got mine um, like personalised. So one said Kits and Burger, and then his birthday and one said Luna Bug and then her birthday they just look really great on the table and I love what she's all about like her Instagram's really beautiful there's loads of photographs of trees and scenery and she talks about carbon fingerprint and all that kind of stuff which which we love so yeah definitely check her out yeah they are beautiful um I'm gonna finish up this is nothing new this is something that I think me and James were saying we've had for seven years now it's probably one of the first pieces of expensive equipment that we ever bought for the kitchen um and it's the Vitamix. So I don't know if you've seen a Vitamix. It's like a blender. Oh, yeah, yeah they're a, it's a blender, essentially. It does all sorts of stuff. They are expensive. Like, there's no getting away from it. But we have had ours for seven years and there's, you know, no signs of anything going wrong with it. Um, so James does, like, smoothies in there. You can make, like, nut milks in it. I make, like, the base for a curry in there. You can do soups. It's just, really like, a really, really good yeah. piece of kit to have. And if you think about cost per use as well. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we use yes, it. It's an investment, but... Yeah, three times a day we probably use it. So yeah. it's 
definitely worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah we, we, we use the Nutribullet in our house to do all of our protein shakes and everything like that, um, which is slightly smaller. I think yours is a bit more of a fancy piece of kit, but both will do the job. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, if you're just doing protein shakes, then a Vitamix, you don't need a Vitamix, but yeah. you know, other stuff like, I don't know, blended nuts and hummus and all that stuff, it is definitely worth it. Blended nuts, the only nuts that I'm blending. <laughs> Oh, I'm grabbing them gross. and shoving them, but I know it's gross, oh, isn't it? They're yeah. in my you have to lower the tone. Sorry, no but you said not. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. We are finished for our Tuesday pod, but we're going to be back on Friday with another really fantastic episode for you. Um, yeah. Can't wait! Can't wait for you to hear it. As always, we'd love you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And thank you so so much for your listens um, in the last seven days. Um, loads of you are like reaching out and telling us how much you're loving the podcast. So we are over the moon about that yeah please do tag us when you're listening um as well because we love seeing how you're listening where you're listening and you know when and what you're doing because we're nosy um and if <laughs> and if you want to drop us a message and let us know what you thought any feedback on the podcast is at made by mummers or at zoe hardman yeah so obviously if you did enjoy this podcast you know that georgia and i are like really into our fitness and training and all things kind of health um then we've done other podcasts so you can actually just dip back into the library because i think we're now on sort of 71 episodes um we chatted to erin mcnaught who's married to example about um fitness like hit training and yeah. obviously training through her pregnancy as well that was a really fantastic episode. she is super duper fit so it's a really good one to listen to um and of course dame jessica ennis who has the Genis uh, fitness app which i've been doing recently as well that that was a really good chat. Um, yeah, she talked about pre and postnatal fitness, didn't she? Yeah, she did. And obviously, who is better to tell you and give you tips on fitness than an Olympic athlete? You can't really get better <laughs> than that, can you? No. Um, and um, trainer Charlie Lunder, she came on to talk about all the kind of do's and don'ts and everything that you should be doing or you can be doing during your pregnancy and afterwards as well. So loads more fitness episodes in the library if you want to jump back in at any point and have a listen. And we'll see you on Friday. Can't wait. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now. And if you want any more information about coronavirus, go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.